Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. I'm Grant Hill, and welcome to Movement Culture. This is episode 005. As I started to work harder and harder and harder, it just got easier to work hard. This pain or this hardship could actually be an opportunity to grow elsewhere. I found that when I found the answers inside, I was so much more on fire on my path. There really is an artist in everyone. The top five people you surround yourself with, those are the people who should be kind of challenging you every day to kind of look beyond what you think you're capable of. I think you need that. Thanks for listening to Movement Culture. I'm your host, Grant Hill. It was such a pleasure to sit down with Charlotte's favorite artist, Kent Youngstrom. Kent is everywhere. You can find Kent's work in Lululemon, in Target, in Home Goods. And we'll get into a project that he just finished up with No Bull, where he collaborated with six of the world's top athletes on their own unique sneaker designs in a mashup of movement and art. Kent believes that there's an artist in everyone, and his work is as inspiring as it is mesmerizing. So without further ado, let's drop into this interview with Charlotte-based abstract artist, Kent Youngstrom. So this podcast, is really about the inner journey. It's about inner strength, transformation, and courage. It's about developing the inner lives and accelerating towards our destiny. As we develop our inner lives, um, things just start to happen. So I was curious um, to know a little bit more about your story, how you got from point A to point B as an artist. Sure. Uh, point A to point B. I'm, I think I'm still at point A. I don't know if I'll ever get to point B. Um, I started off uh, my general introduction about 10 to 12 years ago when I would rattle off all the things I did when I introduced myself to mm. you. And I would base that introduction on what I thought you needed me to be. Mm. I was Kent the graphic designer if I thought that's what you needed. I was Kent the interior designer if I thought that's what you needed. I was Kent the exhibit builder or designer um, based on what I thought you needed me to be so that I could provide you with something. Um, And that worked to a degree, um, but I was always struggling to define who I was or what I was doing or what I wanted to do. I was basing it more on what could I do to get a paycheck Mm -hmm. rather than what could I do that not only made you happy, but what could I do that made me happy while I do it as well. Mm I always wanted to paint, but I was too scared that you wouldn't like it, Mm. or too scared to figure out how I might sell that, Mm. or too scared to put it out in the world and say, hey, look, I made this for no particular reason. Do you accept it? And to me, that was the hardest part about 
art is that generally I'm making things for no particular reason or because I like them mm-hmm. or because I think that it's a cool image or that you might like it or that it might make you feel excited to get up in the morning or might feel give you some inspiration or those types of things and I was afraid that if I put that out there and it didn't sell or people didn't like it that that would uh, affect me negatively mm-hmm. and so that was very difficult and a, and a difficult thing to learn as being an artist and so I guess if I am on a journey from point A to point B um, I figured a little bit of that out yeah but it doesn't mean that fi- figuring it out doesn't mean that any of that anxiety or awkwardness in revealing something is yeah. is gone I still am crawl under a desk afraid every time I put out new work yeah, so that's interesting. And what was what was the moment or uh, process that you went through to overcome those initial fears? I think, I mean, I would love to have a deep answer of uh, meditation and yoga poses and all of that, but I, I don't. Um, it was, it was out, out of necessity mm. um, at a time in my life or my family's life when um, the bank did not want paintings for the mortgage, um, so I had to figure out a way to sell them. Mm-hmm. And I had to get over the, what if nobody likes it, because there was no other choice. Mm-hmm. So I had to put it out there. Um, I had to, I had to uh, apply to this show or that show or say, okay, this weekend I'm going to go here and try to sell my work. And then during the week I'm going to go to these 10 places and see if they'll take it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was what I tell artists or people who want to be artists now and they don't like the answer, but the answer was wake up, get off the couch, <laughs> Uh, go to work on time, work your backside off, and surprise somebody. It was about doing the work um, and figuring out a way to maybe get into a place that was surprising or figure out how I was going to surprise someone um, with not just my work but with how I worked mm-hmm. and what, what my goal was and things like that. But it was out of necessity that I kind of got to the place of I've got to show it and right. I don't have an option. Um, and that doesn't mean that it's easier, but I just did it. Right. And you got some early hits on that, right? Yeah, so um, one, of the, one of the things that really worked for me was um, I was already doing some branding and marketing for other companies, but I was so held on to each and individual painting that I made that I was, I, was, I was looking at it as I was selling something that really meant a lot to me as far as like the value and how I showed it and things like that. Mm-hmm. But because I was marketing for other people, one day I just decided, wait a minute, what would happen if I went to a marketing company and said, please help me sell my work? What would they do? Mm-hmm. They'd make a catalog. They would brand it. They would promote it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of clicked one day like, ah, I'm just going to sell it if it's a widget. Once it's made, take that out of it. And so I made a catalog. I went around town with um, a photographer friend of mine, um, Christine Scissorby, mm-hmm. who now lives in Colorado. And we made a catalog of my work we called it art makes everything betterer nice. and it was my art standing in front of honestly ugly places in charlotte we went to a junkyard we went to a place where they're doing construction we made a catalog up and i sent 10 of those out maybe 20 of those i don't even know um i didn't even have names for some of them i just sent them to buyer at this company or nice. that company 
But um, one of the companies that called me back was CB2, which is um, Crate and Barrel's modern furniture line. And from that phone call, it took almost exactly a year, but I delivered 300 paintings to their store. Wow. And um, it's not like that was like an aha moment of now I'm successful, but it was right. a, it was a way it was a confidence builder for me. Like, listen, somebody like this right. liked your work. Now keep going. It's, it's legitimate. Let's figure out what the next step is. Right. Whether it's with them or new people, or it gave me a little bit of a confidence and the ability to. Um, continue with that marketing plan yeah. and be able to have it backed up a little bit more other than saying you should work with me right here's what happens if you do work with what I what I can provide and so that was a big confidence builder awesome yeah I think um, universe always resonates when we take those first courageous steps we always feel a, an immediate response I think um, when we step out in courage some people call it beginners luck but I think it's there just to say, you're doing the right thing, keep going. Sure, I, I, I would agree. Um, you know, it's always, I always like to caution people because they say, well, you're doing what you want to and, and you're lucky because you get to do what you love every day, and that is true. Um, but there are days when it is difficult, there's days right. when it's a job. There are many things that I have done and taken a chance are on that seemingly didn't work at the time, mm. or I didn't get that initial, that was awesome, I'm gonna work with you response. Mm -hmm. um, I often say that my job is to be told no, I'm told no every day. Mm. Um, no, this is a great product, but I don't wanna work with you, or no, we're just not interested at this time. And there are many things that I've done that, that at the time I thought, well, man, I really should have done that. But I can honestly say that I can't think of a time later down the road when there's something I took a chance on business-wise or drove further than I thought I should have or spent a weekend and didn't sell anything mm -hmm. that for some some way, somehow, sometime, I was rewarded for that trip or for right. that connection or for that energy or for that time. It might be two years later, it might be three years later, it might be a month later mm -hmm. when they say, hey, I saw you at that show or you met my friend John at that show and he liked what you did and, and so now I'd like to work with you mm -hmm. or those types of things. So if you put yourself out there, you might not get a crate and barrel to call you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You might not get um, that sort of dog treat of like you sat down and you got a treat right away. Right. But um, that energy is going to come back to you in some in some way. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. So. So you got that call from CB2, and you've worked with a couple other large brands, Lululemon, and the project that I've gotten really excited about, which just dropped, is the Noble CrossFit and Canvas project um, that you were in London last week. I was. I was for two whole days. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, doing the release of that. And you have your art's on shoes now, which is amazing. Um, and what I love about the CrossFit and Canvas project and, and what Noble is doing to kind of show it to the masses is it captures a lot of energy. It's I mean, basically, can you talk about the essence of CrossFit and Canvas and uh, where that idea came from and um, when Noble caught 
wind of it. Sure. Um, so about a year and a half, actually probably about two years ago, uh, I was in, was doing a workout in the box, gym, whatever you want to call it, that, that I uh, work, at, um, work out at CrossFit Weddington in Weddington. And I was sweating on the floor, it was hot, it was humid as it is here in Charlotte in the summer, and I, a little idea popped in my head like, man, this should be paint dripping from my face instead of the sweat. And I um, asked the owner, Corey, if I could borrow some plates to use slash ruin. <laughs> and uh, we went out back about a week later and started throwing these things in paint. Um, it was a pretty cool experience, not only with just how it looked, but it was freaking fun to throw paint around yeah, and get, get stuff messy. muddy and get messy and yeah. and then to be able to step back and think, you know what, I've just made some sort of composition here and you know what, it needs one ball drop over here or I'm going to use a weighted plate or I'm going to take my shoes that are dipped in paint and take a couple hops. I'm going to actually create a work of art through movement. Um, and, and I thought I was onto something, but I didn't really know what that was. Mm -hmm. And in my mind it was... I'm going to make these, I'm going to photograph them, and I'm going to make prints. And CrossFit mm -hmm. people are nuts. They're going to buy them like crazy, and I'm not going to be able to keep them on the shelf. Um, and I, I, I don't know if, I don't, I don't want to say that didn't happen. I, I have sold a lot of the prints, but it wasn't like I was, I'm not in my 7th and 8th edition of running those prints. Right. Um, but the best thing that they did help me with is, is um, when we shot the initial video to sort of announce, hey, this is an idea we're doing, this is, this is what it looks like, so that people could see it in action. Mm -hmm. um, before we did that, I contacted a couple of vendors and said, hey, this is what we're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. Would you like to be a part of it? And, and I got some response from that, but one of the companies I contacted was Noble, and they, they basically said, great idea, but we're busy doing our own thing. Um, keep at it, and thank you. They, it was not rude, it was just... Thanks, but no thanks. Not the right timing. Not the right time. Who knows? Yeah. Or just like, you're a guy in Charlotte doing CrossFit? Great. Good for you. Um, right. Not, not to be rude, but that, you know, I'm sure they get a lot of, hey, you should do this design, or we should be, you should have green shoes instead of blue shoes. And right. I'm sure that's just part of being that kind of a company. Um, and then we did, we shot the video. Um, I sent them a clip of the video. So this is what it came out like, you know, if you're ever interested in doing something, I would be happy to. And they basically had basically the same response was, very cool, thank you, um, good to see creative people doing creative things, but right now we've got, uh, you know, a launch calendar planned, so we've got things coming up and just don't have time for, for this mm -hmm. type of, of stuff. So I was like, cool, um, I had bought a pair of their shoes and I loved them, I loved their branding, how simple they were and to the point, and so I sent them for the prints that I made. And the note simply said, love your product, keep doing what you're doing. And I hand wrote my website onto the card. It was just a simple card. It was, I didn't even put a business card in there. And two days later, I got an email from their creative director saying, hey, thanks, can we have a phone call? We would love to work with you. These are the coolest things ever. Nice. And from that phone call, we decided that it would be really cool if we somehow worked together and it became a shoe design. And from that idea came, hey, wait a minute, what if we have our six athletes actually paint, and those became the shoe designs, mm -hmm. and we figured out a way to each one of those athletes have their own shoe. And it snowballed from there, and it took over a year to get everyone's schedule on the same date. Wow. Um, 
So it was one of those things where I, I kept hoping, please don't let this fall through, please don't let right. this fall, fall through, please don't let this fall through. Um, and so about six months ago, I went down and was able to throw paint with six of the top CrossFit athletes in the world. That is amazing. It was a really cool experience. At one point, they were all doing it together for the video presentation of it. They were trying to get everybody, you know, action shot at once. And I remember just standing in the background thinking, this is pretty cool. From a crazy idea you had in your own gym to the going behind the gym and throwing paint around, these six people are the top of their field. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where I fit in as far as the top of the field, but it was just cool to sort of just watch it and right. almost be like, almost kind of take myself out of the picture and stand in the corner and be like, you know, this is a pretty cool thing. Totally. I don't know what it's, I, you know, at the time, I didn't know what it was going to turn out to be. I didn't know how it was going to be received as a shoe. And I yeah. was able to sort of like not care. Yeah. Um, I've done this. This is, this is a cool experience just to be with these guys and have them doing something that you do. And have a company like Noble say, you know what, we think it's cool, and we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. We're all in. Yeah. So we we had a, you know, and it was it was neat to to meet people who are top in their field and 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 make them paint, and notice that they were nervous about that. Who were the athletes? So I got to paint with uh, Brooke Entz, Brooke Wells, and Christy Ermo, and Sam Dancer, Alex Anderson, and Jared Wade Stevens. That's amazing. And what was it like when you were just watching them work out with the paint and having all of this? One, it was scary because I didn't want them to slip and fall and blame <laughs> me for an injury and not be able to go to the games. But it was it was cool to see that um, they all, as many people do, they all started very slowly and very cautiously and very yeah. timidly, you know, something new. Um, I think we all start that way with something new. But once they started to feel comfortable and once, you know, they would look at me and ask permission, like, can I drop it in here? Or can mm. I use this? Or, or what do you think I should use? And I, and I on purpose gave them as little instruction as possible. Go with what you think works. Mm -hmm. Try it. I don't, I don't know. What do, you, what do you like to do? Do you yeah. like to use a slam ball? Do you like to use a kettlebell? Whatever it is you like to use, let's use that. You know, we had a card of paint that had several colors on it. And can I use the yellow? Can I use whatever you want? What do yeah. you What do you feel like? Um, and so it gave them a chance to sort of express themselves. And as they got more comfortable, they would try new things. And um, I remember um, Brooke Wells. I had told them, you know, there's a there's a little bit of art in everyone. Mm -hmm. And she told me later, she's thinking, well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it was really cool to see that. Um, initial hesitation yeah. or like, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this. This yeah. is almost, almost I, their eyes said, seriously, this is dumb. This is what their eyes said. But their actions were, all right, I'm here. This is part of my job. I'm going to give it a try. Mm -hmm. And as they would drop the drop, as they would pick up a, a plate of weights or a bar of weights and deadlift it or whatever it was and drop it in the paint, you could kind of see a little smirk yeah. kind of come from each one of them. And then it was like, wait a minute, let's pour a little bit more paint on there. I'm nice. going to really drop it this time, or I'm going to slam it down. Nice. And they made some really cool art. Um, yeah, the shoes are amazing. Um, I'm definitely going to get a pair as soon as I'm able. Um, <laughs> 
You better, they like, you better know someone because they're all sold out. <laughs> they're there sold are, out. There are none left. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. They sold out in, um, most of them sold out within a day. They had a few wow. sizes left the next that's, day. That's baller. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I want to tap into that a little bit deeper. Brooke said, I'm not an artist, or what were the words she said? She said, you know, I had told them, like, listen, I know that you guys do what you do, and this yeah. is intimidating. I said, but there really is creativity or an artist in everyone. Mm -hmm. And to make you think about that, I want you all to think about how you might execute a lift or the way you go about a workout. And mm -hmm. there's six of you who are best in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that there are definitely standards, but you all do something a little bit different than the other person in that lift or mm -hmm. in the strategy of the workout or you might go really fast at the beginning because you know that you finish fast mm -hmm. or you might be the opposite like I don't have a great finish so I've got to maintain a better pace rather than go out really fast but you're going to do something a little bit different and whether you thought of that or not it's all a creative process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's thought out it might not be creativity as far as just shooting from the hip or letting it come out as it is, but it's a creative process. Right. Um, so think about think about that as you're creating, but also at the same time while you're creating, let yourself go. Mm -hmm. See what happens. Worry less about the outcome and more about the process. And I think yeah. we, we initially started talking about the, the journey from A to B. Right. And I think that's been the biggest change in me is when I started, I was so concerned about the end product of, of it being something that was sold mm. or something that was marketable or something that, you know, would, would this, would Target buy this or would a retailer buy this? And when I got rid of, when I sort of switched into, you know what, worry less about the outcome and more about the process of, of, of you creating something, I went to another level. Mm. Um, I just was talking with someone this morning and and we were talking about a specific project that we were working on and, and we both kind of looked at each other and, and we were talking about, well, will this make any money? And we both almost simultaneously said, I'm not really worried about this making money. I'm worried about it being a cool project. Mm. Because every time I worry about it making money, I don't. Mm. But every time I worry about it being a cool project and something other people would enjoy being involved in or being at or being a part of I, I make a little bit more money nice and I don't and I don't do it necessarily for that but that's right. the outcome of it yeah that's beautiful and in getting back to movement as art you know as you know I'm in the movement space too as mm -hmm. a personal trainer and group fitness instructor as well and so I think a lot about movement as art and a lot of those characteristics and those qualities can permeate our daily life. How we move about, how we treat people, how we create and manifest in mm -hmm. our own lives. Um, you know, like, are you finishing the lift? You mm -hmm. know, are you opening your hips? Are you locking out your shoulders, your, your elbows overhead? And if not, why? You know, like, hit those corners. Mm -hmm. Move beautifully, move gracefully, move strong. Um, and it's really cool to capture that energy in art. And the other thing that, that I think is really cool about the project is that 
it's the athletes' art. Absolutely. It's not Kent Youngstrom's art. No. It's the athletes, whether they're the six best athletes on the planet or just somebody at a box somewhere, mm -hmm. they sign their name Correct. on that art. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah, no, movement, movement is important. And, you know, with my work in general, I think... I think you can see movement. I hope you can see movement in it. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I and I often I will often every ask people like how do you how do you know that's mine? Because I'll be told I, I saw your work the other day and I said how do you know it's mine? Because even I sometimes struggle with you know what do I paint all the time or what mm -hmm. how do I have how do I paint something new and it still be mine? Mm -hmm. Like you know I'm, let's play something from the new album and everyone moves. Right. Right. right, so so I struggle with well, how do I introduce something new, and I get the comment with we we don't really know, but it was just the movement of the of the painting, mm. and I, I can't think of a better compliment to be honest with you. And that, you know, I, I don't paint standing still, I don't paint sitting down. Yeah, it's I'm up and around and throwing it and letting it go, and and hopefully that's seen in the in the in the canvas. Yeah, totally. Um, I want to switch gears just a little bit to an experience I had with your words okay. with friends, words mm -hmm. for friends, is that sure. right? Yeah. Um, I was looking at several of the prints and you can easily just walk by mm -hmm. um, and you just say, oh, there's squiggles mm -hmm. and some splatters and mm -hmm. some abstract stuff happening. Oh, that's neat. However, if you stop and you engage with the art, these beautiful truths and the wisdom nuggets just mm -hmm. pop out at you. Mm -hmm. And you realize that it's not squiggles, it's actually words right. that say something like, be you greatly, mm -hmm. uh, or no one on on this earth can do, can be you as well as, uh, you no, tell, no, so you no, can tell no, me. Yeah, no one on earth. No, no, I'm all confused. No, I remember. No, no one on earth no can, can do, do what you do, do precisely the way you do it. Yes. There you go. No one on earth can do what you do precisely the way you do it. And run your race and mm -hmm. just really beautiful, beautiful bits of wisdom. Um, and I believe that nature seeks an active participant. Like, as creative beings, we're all creative beings. And that's what your art teaches people that engage with it. Like, wow, we are, I am creative. I am an artist. It's just everybody has their own way of expressing that art. Absolutely. Um, so I was curious to know where where that wisdom, where those truths came from within you, and how you got to a point of blending that into the work that you do. That's a great question, and I should have some awesome answer, but I'm <laughs> going to struggle with it. Um, no. Um, the words, I love... I love the shape of letters and words. Um, as a graphic designer, I think that's kind of the world I came from. I spent a lot of I spent a lot of time in school not paying attention to what I should be writing mm. and just wrote the alphabet. Really? So, you know, so kudos for me for actually graduating without taking real notes. Um, and we're just writing the alphabet with my own typeface <laughs> as many times as I could. Was this was this uh, was an active rebellion? No, or it was just boredom. I just, it, probably more boredom. Mm -hmm. Yes, like 
Yeah, I know. Like it's a mito, it's a mitochondrial. I get that, but I want to write the alphabet. And would you do it? Would you write the alphabet differently? I try to do, write it differently every time. So I would oh, go it awesome. differently, or cursive, or handwritten, or backwards, or just whatever. Nice. Anyway, um, that's I don't know why that's part of the answer, but I just love. I love the shape of letters and words and things. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that can get, can get me in trouble because sometimes I'll be like, I really don't know what to add to this painting and I'll add a, a word. Mm. And I feel like it's almost cheating. Like, well, if I can add a word to it, it's done. And so I really have consciously over the last couple of years been trying not to, to do that on, on paintings as much. And so that's where this words, uh, words for friends thing came in. So I've been doing some really simple watercolors and then adding some words of encouragement or uh, motivation. And the idea was that um, I have some larger ones that I do sell mm -hmm. um, that you could put in your home or you could give them as gifts. And then what I'm really excited about is I've been doing some smaller, like let's just say eight by 10 cards or whatever I make them to be. And just doing a massive painting day where I just make a hundred of them real easily um, with the watercolor portion of it, and then spend the next day just writing messages on them. Mm. Um, some of them, you know, I've got a hundred of them, I say the same thing on a few of them, because there are some that people like more than others, and then I go pin them on walls, outside, inside, or whatever, nice. with a little note that says, take one for you, or take one for a friend. Nice. And then just sit back and either watch them go, or just leave, yeah. and um, let people have them, either as just like a, hey, I, I saw that you were down yesterday, here's a little note of encouragement. Or maybe you need it for your dresser or your mirror in the bathroom for the morning or whatever it is. I don't really care. Um, but take it, have it. And nice. um, that's my little my little way of, of telling people um, find another way. Mm. If you if you're if you if you don't think you can do it, find another way that you can. Um, you, there's gonna be a lot of roadblocks. Um, yeah, a lot of things in your way, and you just keep going. Just keep going, or rather than just keep going in the same direction that you've been going for for so long, find a different way. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you have to turn around and go back, or go 180 degree, degrees the other way. Just take a little step to the left, or ask somebody different, or whatever. But if you just keep doing the same thing and expect different results, I think that's the definition of insanity, right? Yeah, definitely. And um, I kind of went through a process of my own of looking at one phase of my career and then looking at a, the next phase of my career and saying, if I want a different outcome, mm -hmm. I have to do things differently. So I had this idea of just doing the opposite almost mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. You know, like you were touching on earlier, like instead of doing it with the intention of trying to make money from it, just do it with the intention of doing something cool, mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of flipping the script on how you look at it um, oftentimes completely changes the outcome. Absolutely. Um, there's There's been many times when I thought X would happen and X did not happen. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it was, it was, a, it was time wasted or I shouldn't pers keep pursuing that idea. But yeah, find another way. That's my big, my big thing for for this year is is to let people know to to find another way. Nice. I wanted to touch on one other, one other thing um, of Kent Youngstrom's world is is uh -oh. your book. Mm-hmm. 
and um, the the aspect of the book that is encouraging you to pursue to keep going um, can you touch on the premise of the book and why you did it and sure. and on all of that basically it comes down to the the idea that I have strong opinions on stupid things <laughs> um, I like to rant um, it drives my wife crazy but I think it's kind of funny um, I don't like that you have to take U-turns in Charlotte to get a gallon of milk. I don't like that baseball players have to, baseball managers wear uniforms. <laughs> um, I don't understand why BMW did not make turn signals on their cars, at least in North Carolina. Um, just things like that that really don't matter in life that I have a really stupidly strong opinion on. And so I write a lot of blog posts about that, or some of them funny, some of them more encouraging, kind of like the words for friends, um, based on those things, um, like traditions. Like, traditions are great, mm -hmm. but they can also get in your way. Mm -hmm. Like we just talked about, if, if your tradition is to always send off 10, le 10, res 10 resumes to these types of companies, but you don't see they're getting anywhere, you need to change your tradition. Yeah. Are they getting in your way? Right. Like the baseball players wearing the managers, or the managers wearing uniforms. Why? It's because it's, it's, it's tradition. But right. do we really need to see that? No. You right. don't see Ron Rivera, the Panthers coach, wearing a jersey. Right. It makes no sense. So, again, find another way, alter your tradition, and you might find a different success. So, really, the book is a collection of blog posts that I wrote um, either for myself, uh, two friends, um, or a couple of them were, were published in different magazines. Um, I do a lot of teaching to people who want to want to be artists and things like that. So it came from some seminars and speaking stuff that I did and people mm -hmm. saying, hey, could you put all of those together in one spot? Cool. And I figured a book was probably the best spot to do that. Nice. Um, and so that's where it came about. And so it was gathering those, those thoughts, um, trying to figure out a way to make them all make sense. Uh -huh. And putting them together, and it, and I don't by no means do I think it's a, a Tony Robbins brilliance or any of that kind of thing, but it really is sort of my style of of listen. There's nothing. There's no great formula. You don't have to be super deep or in um, you know a, an hour of meditation to be successful and do things you can you can just be yourself mm -hmm. and if that is to do an hour of meditation to get ready do it yeah if it's have a cup of water and and go to work then do that yeah um just be yourself and be true to that self but it's also work yeah it's also work yeah so i think that message comes out often in your work is is the authenticity um and just being you embracing it fully um, is consistent. Um, and the name of the book is? I don't want to butcher it because no, I know it's, it's kind of okay. no, clever. Yeah, it's um, Be Something If You Want to Make Something. Yes. And it's on Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah the just, shoes are sold out. It's amazing. Sold out. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, but follow Noble, Noble Project at Noble Project, Kent Youngstrom at Kent Youngstrom. And I really appreciate your, your art. I'm really grateful for you being you. Thank you. And um, 
I'm grateful for your time. Thank you. Um, and and by no means, I tell I tell people that you know people people say thank you for being you, and and I don't want to by no means think that I'm great or awesome or any better than anybody else. And yeah. I feel like sometimes people hear that they're like, well, you're you because you're you, and I'm the same as anybody else. I think we all are. Um, we're all awkward in our own way. Mm. Um, I'm just as awkward as anybody who's listening. Um, but just remember that that awkwardness in one moment sets you up for success in another. If I wasn't so awkward in social situations or uncomfortable talking to people, even in situations like this, I wouldn't paint because that's my way of communicating. So don't don't take your I can't do that and hide it. Show everybody your I can't do that. And that's what I'd really like people to take from it. Show everyone your I can't do that. Thank you so much to Kent Youngstrom. Thank you for listening to Movement Culture. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.